are about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay concludes the message series on offenses. He preaches the topic, how to protect yourself from being offended. There are some key things you must expect in order to protect yourself. You must expect an experience of pressure and troubles. Expect purging in your life that takes away negative tendencies. Expect hatred from the world, even without cause, as well as expect persecution and rejection. With all this in mind, let us listen into this anointed word and ask God not to allow offense to make us bitter, but to make us better and stronger. Be blessed. To know the name of the Lord. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous hide in him and they are safe. Those who know, those who know, for their trust, there is no other. Oh, yes, Lord. So, oh, oh, I will love them. That's right. Our love, oh, our love is there. So sweet. Oh, how I love the name of Jesus. There is no other name above his name. Oh, oh, how I love the name of Jesus. Our love. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your heart. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee bows. Of things on earth, of things in the heavens, of things even underneath the earth. Do you know what it means? There are things that are under that you don't know about that can harm you. But the name of Jesus can deal with it. Angels respond to that name. Principalities respond to that name. Storms respond to that voice of that name. The name says, peace be still. His name is called Emmanuel, God with us. His name is called Savior. His name is the Redeemer. His name is a soon and coming king. His name is the lily of the valley. Thank you. Holy Spirit. He's the Holy One of Israel. He's a Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of this world. Jesus, Savior of the world. Save us from our sins. Save us from our iniquities. Save us from our troubles. Save us from ourselves. Thank you that your name revealed is also equivalent to the Holy Spirit. For you came and you left that the Holy Spirit might be with us at all times. We will never be forsaken because of you. We welcome you. Your name is above all names. Thank you. Mm, you are beautiful beyond description to my belong
Like nothing, like nothing. Like nothing. Nothing ever seen or heard. Who can? Your Who can Who can of your love? You are beautiful beyond. Yes. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. You may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Please do something about that. Even I can't get myself. Okay. Amen. Well, forgive us for our sins because, you know, we all went to the camp. We came this morning. Okay. So we had to put all these things together in a rush and go and take a shower and come back. Um, so, you know, I don't know even some of them whether they were able to to do the second part. I mean, Spencer, I don't know. Anyway, clap for the Lord Jesus. Some of us are counting. Some of them are counting on the scripture, Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-six or five twenty-six, that he may be cleansed by the washing of water by the word. So they came. Oh, we're back. The word will wash us anyway. What is water? Real water. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ said, the water that I give to you, you will not test again. Clap for the Lord Jesus. So, Spencer, keep drinking. <laughs> anyway, today we bring you greetings from the camp. Clap for the Lord Jesus. For those who didn't go, I'm so sorry that clips won't help you because what we experience, only your physical presence can testify. Oh, yes. Kobe, what do you think? Very powerful. And so, all of you who missed the camp, when a camp comes around, whatever your excuses, is not worth giving up a camp for it. You know, a camp is the fullness of God's presence. You know, now the Lord comes in the form of, you know, the Bible says in um, the book of Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20, that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. You know, but it gets even better. The scripture before, verse 19, says that if any two shall agree, and again, I say unto you that if any two shall agree as on earth, right here on earth, as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven now. You know, so you realize that he says when you gather four, when two or three are gathered, when we gather and we pray, many prayers that you alone could not bring answers to, they happen. And so meetings like that, when you call, we call for prayer meetings, be like Hannah who goes there in Shiloh as an individual but in a group because of the presence of God 
you go as barren and you come back with your sample. And so at that meeting, this is the touch and agree version of what we did. Man, we prayed. We really prayed our hearts out. We received the word, the anointing. Many who went, who did not have the gift of tongues and the gift of the Holy Spirit, received gifts. Many testimonies were offered. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Testimony, signs and wonders. Miraculous happenings when the Holy Spirit moves. And there are still many that came this morning that are still struggling to wake up from their bed. I'm sure that they will be in church. But I just want you to know that agreement is power. And then even the next before, verse before, Matthew 18, 18 says, And whatsoever ye shall bind therefore on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Alright, so it's a blessing um, for you to be in a meeting like that. Whatever we call a meeting like that, don't stay behind. And parents, don't keep your children behind. Believe it. Yeah, because I know some parents keep their children behind. It's not a good thing. And parents, don't allow your children to convince you that, oh, this and that. What they will replace it's not. And there were a lot of young people, and I'm sure young people were really transformed. Clap again for the Lord Jesus. Now, I want us to complete our series. Of, next week, I have a special uh, for the month of July. Today is the end of July, right? Is the month, I was going to say the month of offense. The month. <laughs> uh-huh. It's not even the month of offense. As a month, month of our victory over offenses. Someone say victory over offenses. Victory over offenses. Yes. Next week will be another victory. There will be victorious months. Alright. So we want to come to a conclusion on how to uh, uh, deal, have victory over offenses. Now the last chapter I want to deal with is how to protect yourself from being offended how to protect yourself from being offended mm. um, you know there are certain things that you are better off there are certain fights it's better not to fight them oh yeah certain fights are just useless well, just don't fight it. You see this way, you just pass on the other side. Keep, keep quarreling. I mean, over the weekend, I told somebody, I'm not, I won't quarrel with you. Then, after writing the text and I sent it, I said, you see, because I said I won't quarrel with you, that will rather bring a quarrel. So I deleted it. So I rather wrote, I choose not to answer. You can call. You see, no, no, I'm serious. See, sometimes just saying, I won't mind you, will cause you to rather have a problem. Do you get the point? So, you don't even speak, you do it. You just do it. You do what it takes to uh, be delivered. Yeah. To keep the peace. You know, the Bible says in the book of, let's go to James chapter 3, from verse number 13 all the way down. I want to read it. New King James. New King James. Who is a wise man and and this, who is a wise and understanding among you? I go, did you? 
Okay. Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast. Lie and do not lie against the truth. Okay? Now watch this. But if you, the wisdom that descends from, this is not the, okay, this wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and demonic. Anything that brings strife, it doesn't come from heaven. It's earthly. It comes from our senses, our feelings. And it's demonic. You know, when the Lord told the serpent that from today, dust, you shall eat the dust of the ground. You know, man is made up of dust. God made man out of the dust of the ground. Satan's appetite is only for your fleshly desires. It's only your flesh that actually fuels patient's desire, patient, I mean, Satan's desires. I'll say it again. Anything that is sensual is, is, is anything that is just earthly sensual, your feelings and it is that which attracts the devil. Whether it's hatred, whether it's malice, whether it's um, jealousy, whether it is unforgiveness, anything that is just fleshly, fornication, lust, adultery, the devil will feed on it. The Bible says where the carcass is, there will the vultures gather. Yeah. When you give the devil any of these things, fleshly things, he will come. For sure. You watch it. Any, anything that is earthly, that is dust related, that is made up of, that was made formed by the body. God made man out of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So anything that is fleshly, watch it, is an attraction to the devil. Idol worship. All those things. So that is a reason why if you want really the presence of God, then turn your attention to the spiritual aspects of you. That is a reason why the devil in his own trappings, he makes you hate things like worship, things like prayer, things like holiness, things like telling the truth, righteousness, honor. All those things, they are Enemies, I mean, the, the, the flesh is enemy to it. Your feelings, general feelings, earthly feelings, don't connect to it. Believe it. The waste, this wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly, sensual, demonic. Now, the next verse, verse 16, it says, For where envy and self-seeking, self-seeking exists, self-seeking is fleshly self. They are self-centered. Fleshly, earthly. There's confusion and there's every evil work. Yes. Then, verse 17 and 18 are exciting. But, you want real wisdom from God, the wisdom that is from above, that's not sensual, that's not earthly, but that's spiritual, that's from God. Number one is pure. Number two is peaceable. Pure. Think pure thoughts. To the pure, things are pure. Somebody steps on your feet and comes to say, I'm sorry, believe it. Don't say, you have been watching where I will place my feet all this while. And immediately I put my foot there. That's when you stepped. 
Believe it. Be pure. Then peaceable makes peace gentle. Gentle. It was because I remember this verse that I removed that I will not cry with you. Because although you are saying I will not cry with you, you are making a statement. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I will not behave like the way you behave. You, you have said something. You are quarrelsome, but I will not quarrel with you. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. And I knew that's what I was saying. So I deleted it. Yeah. You know, you can say something in a nice way and put beauty around it. But it's still evil. The grave is usually painted beautifully and put flowers, but there's a dead person inside. You get the point. It doesn't matter how much you sugarcoat it. What is the, what is the basis? What is the core? What are you saying? So I just decided, no, it's not a gentle thing. Willing to yield. Let it go. Let it go. Full of mercy and good fruits. What's the result of what you're doing? Are they good? Are they evil? So when I removed the, I will not cry with you. This, this, this. If, and I said, I will not cry with you. If you really wanted peace, you would have called me. In other words, you are quarrelsome. You don't want peace. You are a liar if you really wanted to call. You are lying. You were not trying to call. I removed everything. And I said, you know, I've decided not to respond, but you can call. You know the response I got? Thank you. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Peaceable. Without partiality, without hypocrisy. Let your yea be yea and your nay nay. This is one of the best scriptures you can operate your life by. This is it. Aaron, do you understand? This is one. Matthew, are you still a disciple? First book of the New Testament. This is one of the best scriptures. Anybody who's wise, check your wisdom with this scripture. Whether what you're doing is wise or foolish. Number one, is it pure? Are you being sincere about it? Is it pure? Pure, based on the word. Is it peaceable? Will it bring peace? Are you okay? Are you gentle about it? Okay, are you willing to yield, to let go? Are you willing? Okay, you know, are you being merciful? Okay, the person is really wrong, but be merciful. It's tough, but it's real, it's good. What are the results? Is it full of good fruits? Are you being partial? Are you racist? Are you doing this because of the, person, of the person's gender? Are you doing this because of the person's accent? Accent. Are you doing this sometimes because of the person's prosperity? 
Is it jealousy? Is it, is it passion? Not some people hate people who prosper. And some people hate people who are poor. They feel that the people, somebody who's poor is because he's lazy. No, it's not always like that. It's not always like that. Yeah, the most hardworking student in my class never got a job till he died. And was begging us for money. You think it poverty is because he's lazy? You don't know. Wait till it happens to you. Say, God forbid. You know. And without hypocrisy, say one thing, you mean another. But you know, we want to go into how to protect yourself. And again, is from our prophet's book, how, I mean, those who are offended. Last week, I asked Pastor Richard to give you all the books for free. Did you get it? You got How many have got it so far? Okay, so if you didn't get it, it's your fault. When you finish, Pastor Richard is there. Get it. Pastor Richard, everybody can see you after church. Are you sure? What did you hear? Do you hear the word? What did you say? I got you. All right, you all heard him, right? Don't blame me. Blame yourself because he got you. You didn't get yourself. So when you finish, get all the books and read this book on offenses because this is the last day of the series, but there's so much in it you can learn. Okay? How to protect yourself from being offended. John chapter 16 verse 1 says, These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. Okay? So there are things that I can tell you that can prevent you from being offended. So Jesus said in his word, there are things because, you know, we read in Matthew chapter 18 verse 7 that in a world to the world because of offenses, world to the world, sorrow, pain, when there's offense. You know, so Jesus is saying woe to the world because of offense. So he doesn't want those woes to affect you or to affect your family. So he says he's going to tell you, and he said that offenses must come, but woe to the man through whom the offenses also come. So offense is its effect, and the person that brings it, they are all woe. They all have trouble. And that trouble is unleashed on the person that they are bringing the offense to. So in other ways, offenses don't do any good. So Jesus said, I want to tell you certain things so that you will not be affected. Amen. So, offended people are badly hurt. Offended people are hurting and <laughs> swatling from things that have happened in their lives. Offense is unavoidable in your journey with God. Definitely not. But, you know, have you heard that statement? Hurting people hurt people. Yeah. Hurting people really hurt people. So when you're offended, you will hurt people. First Peter chapter 4 verse 1, Bible says, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself, protect yourself, defend yourself. Likewise, with the same mind, it means if your mind can be armed. Arming, the best ammunition you can have is your mindset. It's your thinking. That's why the Bible says, this wisdom, the wisdom is the way you think. And it says there are two types of ammunitions. Ammunitions that, with every, you are responding, and then ammunitions that bring peace. And the last verse, actually from there said, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So God, Jesus says, Peter said, arm yourself with these 
ammunition. With the same mind. For he has suffered in the flesh, yet he ceased from sin. He that has suffered in the flesh ceases from sin. So there's a way we can arm ourselves and protect ourselves from offenses. Because sometimes when offenses come, once you allow it to come, you cannot easily deal with it. See, demons are not easy to remove. When Jesus came to the madman of Gadara in Mark chapter 5, you know, offenses are spirits. We learned that allow them, you know, uh, the, 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 we, we talked about all these, the secret weapon of Satan. When Jesus came to the madman of Gadara and who was infested with demons, he said it's called legions, thousands of demons. And when the demons were released, they went into the pigs and the pigs were drowned. All of you who say you don't eat pigs because of that demon, because they contain demons, those pigs, they drowned. So if you like pig, enjoy it. I enjoy my pork. Hallelujah. Those pigs were drowned. I mean, unless you eat pig that is caught from the sea. But the last time I checked, you only eat fish, not pork from the sea. So they drown. So eat. Be happy with your pork. Hallelujah. Now, <laughs> now the, the thing that you need to understand is that demons, they, they like to stay. They don't like being removed. When Jesus commanded them to say, please, allow us to stay here. Even if you are going to cast us out, please allow us to go into somebody. They don't hang around. They stick with people. And therefore, when you remove them, when they are coming back, they try to stick even more. Bible says, calls them seven more wicked demons. So sometimes your best chance is to prevent a demon from affecting you, a spirit from entering you. The serpent's venom that came into Adam and Eve is still working, corrupting the world. So, please, let's try to prevent. Number one, how do we prevent? Expect, expect, expect an experience of pressure and trouble and don't let it offend or affect you. That's the first thing. Last week, I talked to you about people that offend. How to avoid. This week, I'm talking to you about situations that will bring offense. When you are under pressure, somebody's putting pressure on you troubling you, you can easily, easily become offended. You are the reason why this offense is coming. You are the reason why this trouble is coming to me. You are the reason why I'm in this situation. Blame shifting always opens you up to offense and to demons. Look at Adam and Eve. You've gone to eat the fruit. There's trouble. There's pressure. You just shift. Accusing, accusing, accusing. That woman that you gave me, yeah, it's trouble. It's pressure. But instead of dealing with it, you rather let it offend you. Now you point. Pressure causes people to change. Trouble causes people to change. And therefore, just be very careful when there's pressure, when there's trouble, because it can cause you to change. How do I know? Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1. Now, let me just read John 16, verse 33 first. 
These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Now, when the world is bringing their trouble, please step aside. When you see somebody bringing trouble, hey, I've seen you. Ah, uh, step aside. These days, I've learned to dribble. That's why yesterday I did the thing that I told you, the text. You have to dribble. You have to sidestep. Because when you allow it, you start talking to me in a certain way. I should find a way of resolving it quickly or moving away. If I engage and we go on and on and on, it will be trouble. Adam and Eve went on and on. Adam, what is happening? And then he said, the woman that thou gave me. Then Eve, what is the, the serpent whom? Then that's it. The devil allows you to accept the trouble. It's not a problem. You just blame me, but the trouble, leave it with you. I know what it will do. And therefore, many people who see trouble, what they do is that they get offended. They allow it to affect them. And that's it. That's it. They change. Experiences can change you. Eh? Experiences can change you. Experiences. Let the experience. I told somebody, don't lose twice. Don't lose twice. The man has been with you and has troubled you, has taken all that you have, taken all the money, everything that you have. Now, why do you have to lose again? By not becoming bitter. And now, you don't even, it's somebody who's brought you trouble. Now, you don't like to relate to the person's in-laws. The person's job. Even some people, when they are offended with people, you give me a car, take your car. I wish when you divorce, you can also say, take your children. You know, people are very wicked and the trouble they bring us is enough. Some of you, the experiences you've had is bad enough. Enjoy what is left. Enjoy what is left. Don't lose twice. You brought me enough trouble. When I see your children, I'll be happy. I will tell myself, at least this trouble came. Look at the results. I'm blessed. My mother was like that. My mother said, you are the happiest things that I got from this marriage. I said, mommy, don't say that. Don't discuss your marital issues with your children. Never do it. Never do it. Trouble. Pressure. Jesus Christ, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance, endurance, endure things, endure trouble, the race that is set before us. Looking unto, next verse, unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Endured the trouble. Sometimes trouble 
It's supposed to bring your friends. No, no, no. Sometimes step through the trouble to get to your promised land. Endure it. Yeah, endure it. School didn't destroy me, although it was hard. It made me better. I didn't like all my teachers, but I liked what they brought. Yeah. I didn't like my te- some of my teachers, but I knew that I needed them to pass. I will sidestep the trouble and see the good of what you bring. Even people who bring trouble, they, ah, bring me. Bible says, bring, let me finish reading. They remind me about James chapter 1, about count it all joy when you are faced. Trouble teaches you something. Learn from the experience to get better. Instead of getting bitter, get better. I'll say it again. Don't let trouble make you bitter. Let it make you better. Some of the troubles that I've found from church members, they've made me better pastors. Better pastor. Yeah, yeah. I'm better able to handle you. That's the reason why even second marriages often are better than first. Because the experiences that, you know, one man saw the wife, beautiful wife, and said, this woman is trouble, this one. When he finally saw the woman married, said, man, you could have been nice to a man like this. Why didn't you do it to me? I would have kept you. So look at somebody. You were the trouble. You, man, this man was the trouble. Yeah. It's not everybody that you see. Never say somebody who has, oh, it's divorced. It's a, a divorced demon carrying a divorce. No, 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 no. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes they, because they just found the wrong person. Yeah. They just found the wrong person. Trouble should make you better. And this woman was in such a beautiful relationship. And the man said, I should not have divorced you. No, no, no. It's your trouble that has made me this way. I needed your trouble, not you. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, exam troubles and exam, you go sleepless night and all, the good results come. Because you didn't look at the stress. You looked at the outcome. Some of us who didn't go for the camp, you are going because, why should I have to travel five hours? Why should I go on a sleepless night? Come, they don't let you sleep. They don't. But what are the results? This is what makes better. Don't let trouble make you bitter. Let trouble make you better. You've been troubled. Don't stay with the trouble. Don't stay. Let me, Hebrew chapter 12, again. This same Hebrew chapter 12, when it goes down, he said, no, let me finish. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Ooh, verse 3. Look at this. Consider him who endured. He endured hostility from sinners, from evil people, against himself. Endurance is a virtue of Christians. It's called self-control. It's called temperance. Temperance. It's a fruit of the spirit. An ability to deal with trouble and still. It's called suffering long and yet kind. It makes you a better person. He said, consider him who endures such hostility from sinners against himself. 
people will always be hostile. There will always be people hostile people around you. In your school. In your, among your cousins. Among your friends. Even if it's first grade, there will be bullies. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Consider Jesus who suffered sinners, hostile sinners against himself. That he came to save. How he endured it so that you don't become weary. And then look at verse 4. That's the scripture that I like. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against it. Next verse. And you have forgotten. No, no, where's the one that says he endured the he despised the cross and endured it. And now he's seated at the right hand. So he knew he was going to be seated, verse 2, at the right hand. He endured the cross. You know? He endured the cross. For finish off. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. For the outcome's sake, he despised the shame. And now look at him, seated at the right hand of God. That shall be your story. Clap for the Lord Jesus. But if you don't do that, look at what will happen in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Lest, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up, rather, trouble you and become many be defiled. So number one, expect experiences of pressure and trouble. And don't let it offend or afflict you. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. One person told, I will not allow you to send me to heaven. I'm sending to hell. Yeah. Looked at the sister's face and said, you, you want to fight with me all the time. You want to bring me trouble all the time. I will not allow you to take me to hell. I will forgive you. I will let you go. And the sister learned how to. And his relationships or her relationships everywhere was better. Yeah. Even in our own homes, our siblings, when we are growing up, when we are growing up, how we handle our siblings will teach us something. One bishop taught me that if you want to marry, young people, listen to this. Go to the person's house. Go to the person's house. You want to marry Uncle Spencer? Uncle Spencer, come. Uncle Spencer has sisters. Her sister has Sister Victoria and Sister Malika. Now, when they go home and you see, watch. Uh, Gabby, you want to marry this man? Watch what's, how you to assess him. How he handles this girl at home and that girl at home. You see? Been slapping them, you are the next person to be slapped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves buying gifts. That's the kind of person he's been. Because very soon, you will just be brother and sister. And how he treats the sisters is how he's going to treat you. It's hard to look into the future. Because he lived with them for years. And years. And still slapping them. Or buying them gifts. That's how you'll be. Same thing with the other sex. Because the experiences with the siblings. That the way she has handled it. Is actually why he's still handling them that way. Because they've offended him several times. Troubled him several times. Made him angry several times but still remembers their birthday. That's the guy to marry. Clap for the Lord Jesus. That's how to avoid being negative and being bitter. 
Don't let experiences transform you in a negative way. Number two, expect an experience of purging and don't let it offend or affect you. Listen, experiences help you. They also purge you of your negative sentiments. Sometimes you don't know yourself until you've seen experiences. So I always tell people, again, young people, whenever you're going to marry, never marry somebody you have never provoked. Intentionally provoke the person. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll say it again. Never marry anybody who you have not provoked to severe anger. How will they react when they're angry? Some will kill you. I am telling you, offense is everywhere. Use your offense to overcome, protect yourself from it by becoming better when they come. Because Jesus said, said they will come. But he said, I'm teaching you these things so that they will not affect you. So that they will not affect you. When they come, it is a testing time. It's a trial time. God is purging you of certain sentiments. When we provoke you and you stand, your ability to kill may easily go away because you've been tried that way for a long time. Yeah. Some of you, your hand needs a little sobering because they go too fast. Watch this. Watch this. Let me read this to you. Jesus said in John 15, verse 1 and 2, I am the vine and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he purges it so that it may bring forth more fruit. So there is something about purging that is good. That, you know what purging means? An explosive extrusion. Explosive. Sometimes painful. That's what purging is. Yeah. That is what purging is. So, you will see that if you are somebody who has not been provoked, you have not been purged of such. Purging takes away impurities. Takes away negative tendencies from you. Makes you better. It actually makes you much, much better. So, there's a reason why God puts us in families, for example. It's a preparation for marriage. There's a reason why God puts you, even, there's nothing that starts up. You are in a workplace. How you performed in the workplace determines what you will perform in the other. That's why they check your resume, number one, and they check recommendations. That's why they check from your previous job how you left. Whether you have some tendencies that you're bringing along. That's why I tell people, you want to leave the church, you will next, you will, the next place you will leave also. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Most people that leave the church, they are not settled when they go to another church. It's true. Because what are you going to meet? Angels, they are found in heaven. Let me advise you. If you leave this church because of trouble, If you say you are leaving the church, you want a pure church, a, a, a perfect church, don't go there when you find it. 
You want a perfect church? Please, make sure you don't go there when you find it. Because the day you join it, it will become imperfect. You spoiled it. Yeah. You spoiled it. That's the reason why we marry when we are very happy. We wear white to marry. Because you are saying there's no problem. You don't marry when you're angry. Actually, I feel that you should marry when you're angry. Because I, 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 I really, I pity people who are getting married. I say, look at them. Today, they are buying food for us for free. Tomorrow, they will have food, but they won't eat it. The same appetite they give everyone, they will have it. They will not even have it. So, it is better to see. Look, expect it. And expect that this is supposed to hurt me. This is good for me. This is good for me. This is good for me. It's making me better. It's making me better. Count it all joy when you are faced. Bring the James chapter 1. When you are faced with diverse trials. Bible says the trial of your faith worketh patience. My brethren, bring it up. Yes, that's it. No, please, bring it, bring it. Um, James chapter 1. My brethren, verse 2. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials or temptations. Next verse, verse 3. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Look at that. Next. Let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So don't always cry. When you cry, wipe away the tears and see what did I learn from this? How can it better me? What you meant, what the, the devil, the brothers of Joseph, they thought that by selling him, <clears throat> betraying him, it will destroy him. It made him better. He told them, huh, what you meant for my evil, God has turned it for my good. And he told them, you think my, our father is dead. You, you are afraid. Now you are discussing. Please, somebody go and intervene for us. He said, no, no, no. I will feed you and feed your children too. He said, me? You thought it was destroying me? I am better. You, made, you wanted to make me bitter? I am better. I am better. I am richer. If, if this man, if this man Joseph had decided to actually revenge, he would not be where he was. Even in his revenge, he just took a cup and so that all of them would come for him to feed them. Look at how he became. Joseph is one of the best people. But he was the one who went through the most trials. It purged him. God wanted somebody who would deliver Israel when there was famine. He needed somebody who should be tested. His testings, his sale, the people who despised him in the prison, all those things made him better, not bitter. He made him better to rule Egypt, the superpower, and to bring all of Israel into Goshen. Be a blessing to them. Look, the Israel that you find today, it was because of somebody who was purged of offense. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Maybe God is setting you up for something great. Something great. Your end will be far better. They've offended you. They've troubled you. Let it go. And let God make you what he's urging you to be. Clap for the Lord Jesus. You are not ready for that position. God is making you ready and better. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's why those of you who are married fresh and young, 
Do you know that the first year of my wife, I hit her? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's me, your pastor. Oh, yeah. Pa! Yeah, you can't believe it. I moved from wife bitter to a wife massager because I'm better, not bitter. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. That was the day I learned that when you hit somebody, it depends, your intent depends on where you hit. So when I went, my bishop asked me, where did you hit? So I hit her back. No, no, it wasn't the bonbon. It was the, the back, you know. Let me, let me. Try. Ah, sorry, sorry. Does it hurt? Oh, I should try again. <laughs> yeah. And I went to report myself. Oh, yeah. They faced me. Ah, my bishops faced me. Say, so look at you, a man of mouth is not be a strategy. You must be ashamed of yourself. Look at you. Yeah, wife beater. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Can you imagine I was hitting a bishop? Oh, Lord, forgive me. Yeah. But the rebukes did not trouble me. They said, go and try again. And they told me how to handle it. I'm better at managing. This time when I said, ah, the thing is coming on. The thing's coming. No. I start singing in my heart. Melody to the Lord. Jesus. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I feel you. In all of your glory, I can get enough of you. I want to touch by the time I finish, oh, the Holy Ghost would have come. Clap for Jesus. This time she can't even, we went for a camp. I was in my camp. She was in a camp. She invited me to her camp. She said, oh, can you come and spend the night? I said, look at you. The bitter, who should have been bitter, has become better and has been invited to massage. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Let it make you better. The experiences you had in your other job, when you get to the next job, you should be better at it. You should be better at it. If you are not better at it, you've lost twice. Yeah. They screamed at you and you walked out. Now you've been punished. You don't have a job. You lost a job for a long time. Now you know what it means when you scream at authority. Treat your authority with gift, not with screams. And it's all because of offense. It's not bad. What you meant for evil, God was using for my good. Where I am now, they pay me better. But the trouble I faced in my previous job has let me know how to treat nurses, how to treat doctors, how to treat patients. I was the one and only the best, whatever it is. I could talk anyhow. Nobody will say anything because I'm Dr. Lindsay. But there, there are several but I've learned how not to use your whatever to just bully way around. Yeah. But now I relate. I just got a text from them. Oh, this is coming this way. But we prefer you. I said, look at me. Look at me. Where I came from. Where I started. You would have said, no, no, no. Throw this out. Even if it's the only person who would rather not have a doctor. Let the offenses make you better. Let it purge you. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Let it purge you. <clears throat> been married for so long. How come you are not a better husband? You've been a, a son for so long. By now you should have mastered the 
way to overcome and become a better son, a better daughter. By now, they should be laying hands on you. By now, your parents should be wanting, I can't wait the day I die and all my things will be for this child. By now, all the troubles you went through, it should make you a better son, a better daughter. Virgin! Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20, in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold, but also of silver and of wood and of earth. Some to honor, some to dishonor. But Bible says, if a man will purge himself of these things, if you can purge yourself, Brenda, you should be a better wife by now. After several years, offenses should have make you be- made you better. Not bitter. If your offenses make you bitter, you're not a Christian. No, no, it's true. Because the Bible says that you should be peaceable, yielding, sensual, and you will have the fruit. That it's the godliness of Joseph that made him a better person when offenses were coming. Yeah, it is godliness. The godliness of a child will make that child a better person. As my children have grown and they've known God, they become better, nicer children. The church members that I have left, I hope you are better than you came. Because by now you'd have been offended many times. Yeah. There's what happens to a Christian who loves God. Who knows God. Jesus has told you certain things so that you'll not be. It's different from how an unbeliever reacts to offense. It should be. He says, therefore, if any man purges, uses the word King James, purges himself, King James, from these things, he shall become a vessel unto honor. Somebody who was dishonored, sanctified, cleansed. Meat means prepared. I mean, meat means appropriate for the master's use and prepared for every good work. Let me tell you, only evil is purged. When God is purging you, it means there's something he's taking away to make you better. And believe me, the reason Jesus Christ also suffered many trials. Bible says he endured the cross. There are some things you would, it's not meant for you to enjoy. It's meant for you to endure. There are two different things. I'll say it again. Offense is not enjoyable, but it's endurable. Why do you always want to enjoy? It's not everything you enjoy. Some things you endure. When I was in Ghana, malaria is endemic. The only treatment was chloroquine. Do you know how it tastes? Bitter. But malaria kills. It's the number one killer. Yes. Side effect is itching. Side effect is loss of appetite. Side effect is nausea, vomiting. And as you're taking it, it's bitter. But if you do not endure taking it, you will die. You will not enjoy life. So I endured it. Course, three-day course. I endured the bitterness. I became stronger. Please. Life is not all about enjoyment. Some enjoyment, enjoyment comes first before enjoyment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why we go to school before we find a job. That's why you pay fees before you are paid um, salary. Because endure so that you can enjoy. Most people that, en- that want to enjoy what they have, 
What they lack is the desire to endure. Yeah. When the trouble is coming, those who endure, Bible said, those who will endure till the end, they shall be the ones that shall receive the crown. Endure on your way to enjoyment. I have endured things at my workplace. I've endured things in my marriage. I've endured things in my church. I've endured things in my Christian life. I've had to endure things, even with God. I ask God, God, are you there? Are you there? Do you really exist? Why am I going through this? Until I enjoy it. So purging is good. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Number three. You overcome or you avoid or overcome, isn't it? We are trying to see how to protect yourself from offenses. This is one, this is two. The first one is what? Expect an experience that brings trouble and what? Pressure to change you into better. Then number two, expect, expect an experience of purging and don't let offend affect you. You can, don't let it make you, in fact, you can write, don't let offense make you bitter. Let it make you better. Number three, an experience of hatred from the world will offend you and affect you. So remember that. John 15 verse 18. Huh? So expect pressure, right? Expect purging. Expect hatred. Let them all make you better. Hatred. The way people are offended is when they feel these people hate me. They hate me. Bible says in John 15 verse 18, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it even hated you. It hated me first. We've read already Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. They hated Joseph, but he loved them. They hated Joseph, but he loved them. Yeah. They hated Joseph. Is it Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 45, that says, um, or, 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 or which one? That says that if they, 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 those who hate you, pray for them. Next, number four. Hatred without a cause will offend you and affect you. Be aware of it and avoid Hatred without a cause. Sometimes the thing that offends you is, what have I done? What have I done? If you can ask God, Lord, what did I do wrong? I'm doing everything right. Yeah. You know, sometimes the painful thing is when you go to, you, you, something is going wrong, say in your relationship or say with your parent. And he said, when you go, try and buy this and give us a gift to your boss or to your mother. He said, look, and you say, I've done all this, but they're not changing. It's painful. It's a very painful thing. It will offend you. And therefore, sometimes hatred without a cause is the problem. Remember, people will hate you without a cause. Jesus said in John 15, verse 24 and 25, If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they would have had no sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. I've done good things, but they've hated me and hated me my father. But this comes to pass that he, about the word, might be fulfilled that it is written in their law. They hated me without 
a cause. Amen. You know, the last time I read to you is Isaiah 55. It said, if it was my enemy that did this to me, I would have endured it. But it's my own familiar friend. The one that we ate together. The one that we shared good counsel. The one that we held hands and entered the Lord's sanctuary together. That's the one who offended me. The most painful is what is the reason that I've done this? What have I done? Well, guess what? Joseph had done nothing. They even lied about him. Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with him. He was trying to be good. I said, no, this is not good. Your, your, your husband has been good to me. How can I do this wickedness? Great wickedness and sin against God. Genesis 39 verse 9. How can I? He said, look at all that your husband has done for me. Rather, that's the reason. The person that Joseph said, because of your husband and God, I will not sleep with you. When the husband came, the husband rather caused Joseph to be put in prison. It's offensive. I'm sure if it was you and I, when Joseph was brought out of prison, first thing, in prison, Potiphar and his wife. Do you know Joseph's wife's name? In fact, it even looks like he married one of Potiphar's children. But not Joseph. It made him better. Your best life is yet to come. What you are going through is a trial. It's a test. Let it make you better. I can assure you, Jesus had to go through. He was tested on every point, yet without sin. Let's look up to him. Let's look up to him. And let's become better. The world will do things. Now, the number five is an experience of persecution will offend you and affect you. Number six, time is the reason why I'm saying this. An experience of rejection. Rejection will offend you. Luke chapter 6, verse 22 and 23. Luke chapter 6. Watch this. Blessed are you when men hate you. I'm putting all these three under this. When all men hate you and women. And when, oh, don't say especially. Men, when men are hate. <laughs> when a man hates you, it's worse, I tell you. Women, you will see it. Men, it will be quiet. Blessed are you when, all, when men hate you and when they exclude you, reject you, exclude you, discriminate against you. Discriminate against you. You know, I learned the first time I bought a car, a policeman walks to me. Three days after my car, new car, Osman looks into my eyes and dares to ask me, whose car are you driving? And I said, it's my car. He said, give me proof of ownership. Is it allowed? Officer, is it allowed? Can you ask me to prove ownership? And I said, why? He said, I said, why? You should ask for my license and my inspection and those, not my proof of ownership. No, you can't. You have no right. And he told me I'm resisting at arrest. Yeah, I still remember. He pulled the cuffs 
That's when I became quiet. Because sometimes, by the time you are proven right, you've gone through too much trouble. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. I decided to be quiet. They will reject you and discriminate against you and revile you and cast your name as evil. For the son of man's sake. Yeah. Sometimes people will say bad things. Just because you're a pastor. Some of the people that leave the church, the things they can say about me. Sometimes I wonder, is it talking about the same thing? Is it the same people that I treated, that I took care of for years, decades? Sometimes I even wonder, for my namesake. You know, that is what David Joseph suffered. He suffered for the sake of God. He says, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? That's what caused him to suffer. Finally, finally, how to avoid offense. Remember that demons is an invasion of demonic activity. Always remember that offense is an invasion of demonic activity. If you remember that, you will stop. It will help you. That demons are trying to invade. Jesus said in John chapter 14, this is the last one, verse 30. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you. I will not even have a discussion. Because the prince of this world is trying to come and come it, but will have nothing in me. You can't have me. You can't have me. I will not allow you. Remember what it does. Remember, offended people offend people. Hurting people hurt people. Yeah. Most, most everywhere you go, the bad people are made, are, are actually produced by the system they are in. Yeah. yeah. It's a system that they're in. Offending, unoffending, offending, evil after evil will make you terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When somebody is bullied for a long time, if you don't take care, he'll become a very violent person in life. Yeah. Do you know Hitler was bullied a lot? It doesn't justify him killing all those. Do you know Hitler saw his mother bullied and molested by a Jew? but it shouldn't make him that way. If he had known this scripture, Jesus Christ said, I'm telling you this thing so that you will not be offended, so that demons will not invade you, so that you don't become a Hitler because of what you've seen and what you've experienced. Rather become a Joseph, become a Jesus. The Bible says, while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. God is saying in Romans 12 that, look, if your enemy gives you food, ask you for drink, Give. Meet give. For by sowing you are piling coals of fire. Invasion of demons. Watch this. Demons will affect. Now, we read in Genesis chapter 4 that when Cain killed um, Abel was accepted and Cain was not accepted. God told him, please, please, why has your countenance fallen? Watch out. For sin lies at the door and its desire is to come after you. Is to enter. Say, since lies at the door. Let me tell you, offense is, anytime you get offense, say, it's a door. It's a door. Since like at your door, it wants access to you. You're vulnerable. You have, you're vulnerable. Your heart is open. Some demon is coming in. Some demon is coming in. Some demon, some spirit 
Jesus, God told Abel, please, sin lies at the door. And its desire is to come after you. But you must overcome it. And Jesus told Simon, 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 the devil is Satan is salting, seeking to sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith does not fail. And when you are converted, you will strengthen your brothers. Believe it. It's so true. How come when you're offended, you become bitter? You become terrible? And the worst thing is especially when you speak to people who are offended. Wild. Satan was offended with God. Came down. Do you know that you and I were a replacement of Satan? God, Satan who was the, you know, I mean, worshiper and everything was cast down so that we will worship. That's why your worship is very important. You were brought here to do worship. Bible says in Revelation chapter 4 verse 11, Thou art created for, for thy pleasure they are. They are worthy, O God, to receive honor, glory, and power. For thou art created to worship the Lord. You, see, you are worthy of, uh, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you, are create, you created all things and by King James. King James. For thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are. They exist and were created for their pleasure. For worship. And Satan knew that a new creature, new creatures to replace Adam and Eve. He came in his bitterness. Anybody who is fired, who is rejected, who misbehaves and is punished, they often, just like a rebuke, Cain, they are bitter. When you speak to them, they will make you bitter. Never speak to somebody who's been fired from a job. You, you can easily leave the job. Never speak to somebody who's left the church out of bitterness. Even if you will, don't discuss the church. You can easily leave the church. It's true. Never. Is it in the Bible? Yes. Yes. The Bible says in Romans chapter 16 and verse 17. Watch this. And verse 18. Romans chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. Verse 18. For they that are such serve not the Lord Christ, but their own belly, that their own senses, their own feelings. Everybody is allowed to have feelings. If your feelings are not good towards somebody, please allow the person. Somebody likes her. If you've divorced, don't go and send memos. Somebody likes her in the workplace. You see, if you've left the church, don't say bad things. Somebody likes the church. Yeah. For they that are such serve not the Lord our God, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. When Absalom didn't like his father, can you imagine? Somebody who your father is the king. You don't like it. He said he, he would stand at the gate and people who are coming who are offended. He said, oh, your matters are good. Your issues are okay. If only I could be king, I would have dealt with your master. But you know our master, his father, he's not as good. Oh, the day I'll be made king, I'll take your issues. And Bible says by that, he actually turned the hearts of the people against his father. He stole the hearts of the people. He stole the hearts of the people. Say, so your matters are right. Bring it up. He stole the hearts of the people. Ladies and gentlemen, please, 
Don't let offense bring invasion. Before long, this Absalom had become a tergiversator, had become uh, an offense. He, he, he became so demon-possessed, he slept with his father's concubines in the open, on the rooftop. He led a mutiny against his father and drove his father out of town. He chased the soldiers so long and Joab, the father's assistant, tried to deal with him. David said, no, forgive him. Don't worry. Don't worry. God knows how to deal with them. And God dealt with him. Even when David said, don't touch him, Joab too said, don't. Then a man came and said, hey, do you know Absalom? He has been caught by a tree. By the hair. And he's hanging. And came to tell Joab, I just want to strike him. I said, I said no, no, no. Joab, he's caught. Let's go and rescue. Joab said, just strike him and I'll give you a crown. He said, no, no. David said, no. Joab went and just struck him. Now, what I'm trying to say is that even though David has said, don't affect him. The trees went for Absalom because of his misbehavior. The trees even were against. Do not associate with people who fight against authority, whether it's parents, whether it's bosses, whether it's pastors, whether it's kings, whether it's even presidents. Authority is authority, especially parents, especially spiritual authority. Parents, pastors. Don't be like Absalom. And don't let their poison affect you. Look at what happened to him. Even his father said forgive. But the trees wouldn't forgive him. He was killed. He was just killed. And many such things happened. I came to tell you that Joseph would not have survived. Would not have been blessed. If he had allowed the bitterness to enter demons would have entered what god had planned for me for him would never have happened god needs pure people god needs to come to a place that you can receive him into a beautiful place without offense offenses will come but mine is you may it never affect you may it make you better may it make you like joseph may it make you like jesus may you never become an absalom and when you see an absalom do not associate with that absalom because it will affect your heart. Put your hands together, rise to your feet. Clap for the Lord, clap for the Lord Jesus. Please rise to your feet. Put your hand on your heart. And tell the Lord, please, close every gap that has been created by offense. Tell the Lord yourself, Father, every invasion of Satan through offense, I close. I shut out. I shut off. Please shut off. I don't want to be accessible to demons of offense. Offense brings hatred. Offense brings murder. Offense brings bad spirits. Offense brings withdrawal. Offense brings loss of opportunity. Offense brings diseases. Offense brings death 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 offense brings wrinkles offense brings unhappiness offense brings loss of friendships offense brings bad relationship every level parents against children children against parents church members against other church members church members against pastor 
It's offense. Offense. Jesus noted it. He said, I've said these things that you will not be affected by them. Father, help your people. Oh Lord, they will not suffer twice. Every experience that we have suffered, trouble, hatred, rejection, purging, Father, whatever it is that has affected us, may it make us better. Take away every evil, every remnant of demonic activity that has invaded us. That is not making us experience our full potential. I pray over your people. Free them. Free your people. For your word says, he shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Free your people by the word. For your word says, yeah, I know what I've said to you. You will not be offended. Send forth your word and heal them and deliver them from their distractions. I pray, Lord, whatever promotion you have for your children, whatever elevation you have yes. that we have not been able to ascend into, attain from today, may we enter that place. Because of the freedom, because of the deliverance, whatever experiences we've had of the past that has embittered us, I pray, Lord, purge us. Grant us the humility of Joseph. Grant us the strength of Jesus Christ to endure so that we can enjoy. Father of God, where we made mistakes in the way we reacted to offense, correct us, make us better. The children are begging you. Father, the curses that they have accumulated because we dishonored, disrespected, were rude to our parents because they offended us, because parents also provoke an offense. Father, pray, forgive your children. Whatever our ages, because we all had parents that we dealt with. I pray, if there's been an invasion of a demonic curse, free your people in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, the marriages that have become like a graveyard cemetery quiet because of offenses. The marriages that used to be honeymoon that have become quiet like cemeteries. Please restore the joy. Let the joy of the Lord be their strength. Let the joy of the Lord be their strength. Father, relationships of siblings, of relatives that have been severed, that have been destroyed, that have been ruined through offenses. Send for the joy. Send for the showers of blessing. Rain your joy upon your people. And cause your restoration. Father, I pray, open the eyes of your children. Let them see clearly. Like Jesus said to Simon, the devil sought to sift you like wheat. But I pray for you. Father, I pray for your children. I pray for my the sheep you've given me. The sheep that you've given me over side of you.
hatred as when trial and doom May we see the wrongs we did and correct. Number two, even those who are right, may we be merciful. In the name of Jesus. For whose report will we believe? We believe in your report. Your report says forgive. Your report says give up. Your report says we should be sanctified, purged. We should prepare ourselves for the master's use. We must be appropriate. Make us ready for the master's use for every good work. Hidden works of offense, hidden works of bitterness, yes. and we declare freedom, 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 freedom for your people. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Let the Goshen appear. Oh, yes. The Goshen, where when there are plagues in the world, we are excluded. We escape. Bless the land of your people, where there was a curse, and let there be an appearance of your power, of your glory. before your children in the presence of the enemies. Anoint every head with oil. May the cups run over. May surely goodness, goodness and mercy follow everyone.
received you, my dear daughter. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. As he is in the light. Then will you have fellowship with him. And he says, your fellowship indeed is with him. With Jesus Christ himself. The blood, the blood, the blood must be. Will speak for you. Thank everywhere. you, Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ramon, can you believe it?
Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.